We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Broncos country, it's Orange and Blue View. We have returned for another pregame show because we are a day away from not real, just real football, but football that counts. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about uh, some key matchups. We're going to talk about players to watch, all sorts of things today. But first, just want to say, make sure you uh, say hello to my host, Ron White, sitting in the chair next to me, kind of. <laughs> and uh, we're here to, to, you know, chat about football. Finally, football, finally, real football is here. So we're excited. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing well, Thomas. And like you said, it is officially game week. So I am very excited and I am looking forward to being with all of you to discuss projections, key players to watch, um, some specific matchups, score predictions. Um, it's, It's going to be a great show. And, you know, just like everyone else, looking forward to this Broncos beatdown <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> evening. So it's going to be great and exciting. Let's hope. I mean, I, I'm I'm for one, I'm looking for a different attitude, a different mentality, and a different football altogether than what we've been seeing uh, the last few years. So that's what I'm really hoping for. And at home, first game of the season against their rivals, the Raiders, You hope that they would come out victorious, especially since, you know, the Raiders are kind of reeling right now with a little bit of, uh, you know, internal controversy, so to speak, going on with uh, Chandler Jones. Mm So uh, who knows what's going to, you know, any given Sunday for sure. But I I really want to see what this team is made of for real. Right. Like they went through the preseason. It was good, but I want to see what they're made of. And I think there's some some really some key things that we can jump into uh, today to talk tonight to talk about what to look for tomorrow. So we've got a, quite a few things that we've bannered back and forth on this week to kind of lay that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest, you know, the biggest thing to me right now is is uh, you know Patrick Sertans ended up on the injury report on Friday. He looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah. They called up you know a couple of receivers. So that probably means that Jerry Judy's not going to oh, play well. this week. Yep. But we were kind of expecting that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we I actually thought if Jerry Judy was back, it would be way earlier than than I than I anticipated. So there's a few things that are going on. They're kind of surprising at, at the end. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through the injury report. We're going to go through yeah, players to watch for sure. We're going to do a little bit of stat predictions, um, things like that. So it's going to be fun. But before we do jump into that, just uh, say hello to Dylan Von Arks, our uh, own mile high 
Huddle staffer coming in. Thank you for being here, Dylan. We really appreciate you being here in the chat saying, Sup, Broncos. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in, share on all platforms, and subscribe if you haven't already. And also, don't forget, go check out our roundtable predictions. We all yes. did a prediction for the game. We're going to be doing that every week, just like we're going to be doing this show every week when there's a game on Sunday. If it's on Thursday, obviously, we're not going to be able to do it. Monday, not as either, but uh, make sure you check those out because that, that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great articles out there. So go check it out. And Kevin Gray's in the uh, in here already, early, ready to go. I'm glad you're here, Kevin. It's Thank we you. really appreciate you being here. Uh, I know that uh, that you're a dedicated watcher of the show, so we appreciate it. Kevin says hello, Thomas and Ron, and big mile high salute to Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life, mile high huddle for life. Thank you for being here, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Saturday, you know, you got college football on. It's going to be hot. You know, it's it's tough to get away from the TV to you know watching college football is fun. And thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. And William Contalano, another uh, another watcher of the show that's here quite often, almost every, I, I think you're here almost every uh, show. So thank you so so much. And uh, he says, well, if the Broncos are a dud this season, you Colorado fans have the Buffaloes to root for. That's yes. for sure. Yeah, big shout out to another big win by the Colorado yes. Buffaloes. Man, they really turned that around. You know, Prime's really got that team rolling. And we can only hope that... Sean Payton does the same thing for the Broncos. So let's hope. Yes, thank definitely. You. And and thank you, William, for coming in with that comment. You know, it it's it's so nice to see, you know, how coaching matters, Thomas. Yeah. And you can see in these first two games um with the buffs how you know it's a testament to the coaching kind of forming the team and the identity of the team. You know, these players have come in. You know, they are listening to Prime speak and coach and he, they're believing in his philosophy. And just to see it being executed on the field is just such a great thing to watch. And we're hoping the same thing happens with the Denver Broncos, with Sean Absolutely. Payton. And, you know, we saw a lot, you know, in the offseason and training camp, and we just hope it trickles down to regular season play. But it's just such a great thing to watch. Yep. Absolutely. We got the real Travis Scott coming in saying football is back, baby. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for being here tonight. Really yeah. appreciate it. We've got Daniel Berry sports highlights coming in saying, yo, I think he's excited too, <laughs> as we all are for sure. Uh, we've got Michael Davis coming in NFL week one equals draft day equals Christmas go Broncos. Yeah. Those are always, yes. man, it, it is week one in football. I think I said this on mile high insider. It's like Christmas. It's finally back. It's finally here. And I'm excited. It took me a while to get excited, Ron. I'm going to tell you. I didn't want summer to be gone. I, I love summer, and I just wanted to stick around. But um, now that it's here, I'm very excited and very excited to see the Chiefs lose in, in week one. Which oh, awesome. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Albert Knoppers coming. Thank you, Albert, for being here, saying howdy, guys. Are you all excited to see a victory tomorrow? Absolutely. Sure I, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to see a different brand of football. That's what I want to see. And I hope to see it. Got Ernie Mays coming in saying hello, Thomas and Ron. Go Broncos country only, of course. As only Ernie says, right? He's the only one that says it. Go Broncos country only. And the Raiders suck. So thank you for being here, Ernie. Really appreciate that. Thanks, Dominic Martin's coming in. Also, we got a we got a packed house in here today. This is awesome. Uh, saying, hey, Tom and Ron, mile high salute to my Broncos family. Orange and blue view rocks. Well, thank you very much for that. Really appreciate Thanks, that. And again, you can look forward to these pregames almost every 
weekend. It's going to be fun. Mile High Huddle for life and go Denver. And then we got to give a special shout out to Phil McLaughlin coming in with Facebook stars 56 weeks in a row. I think it is that he's wow. uh, coming in to support you, a mile high yes. huddle show. So we appreciate that you're yes. here supporting us. So thank you very much. It says, good evening, Thomas and Ron. What matchups are you looking forward to watching? Fuck them. Mile high hello for life. So Ron, that that's a great lead in. So can you, why don't you give, uh, give the listeners, and me, of course. I know that you sent it to me. What's your first key matchup that you want to talk about? It's, again, Phil, thank you for coming in um, time and time again with your generosity and your comments and your questions. We appreciate you. And this is a great question. So I'm going to start with the marquee matchup. <laughs> and I think we all know what we're talking about. PS2 versus Devontae Adams. I'm going to start from the top row. So I want to see... Well, first of all, before I get into the matchup and stuff, I, I want to see what Vance Joseph deploys here. You know, is it going to be – I think we all expect Patrick Sertan to follow Devontae, if not all of the game, most of the game. But I want to see that dynamic play out because we did know in the week four matchup last year, Sertan did shadow – Devonte, I believe 25 out of the 35 times. So that was about 71% shadow rate. So that allowed Adams to have eight targets, four reception, 46 yards, and five tight window targets in that week four matchup. But it was a different story in the week 11 matchup where, you know, where Adams kind of went crazy. <laughs> Had 141 yards on seven catches and those, those two touchdowns. So I, I want to see, you know, the competitiveness between those two. Um, I, I want to see, you know, how Sertan, you know, switches and uses his hips to, you know, do those pass breakups. Um, if he can stop or at least kind of go toe to toe with Devonte and some at the top of those routes. Um, I'm, I'm, I just want to see how that dynamic plays out and what's, what's the result going to be, you know, I would hope, you know, it would favor something similar to the week four matchup from last year where he can contain Adams. Um, I think we're all okay with some of the other receivers, you know, kind of playing well. But if you can contain one of the NFL's best receivers, I, I think that'll be a sign that, you know, the Broncos can win this game. So, again, just that back and forth matchup between the two, I'm really looking forward to seeing Phil. Yeah. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that's a, that's a key matchup, obviously. I mean, Sertan's going to shut down their number one receiver all year, hopefully. that That's what we're looking for. I'm, I agree with you. That's going to be a marquee matchup. And everybody's probably talking about it, the revenge game and all that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the other side of the field, Ron. I'm going to talk about Damari Mathis. Damari mm-hmm. Mathis has a chance to really impact this game. If he can do that, I mean, because we know Patrick Sertan and Devontae Adams is going to be a battle, right? It's not Nothing's going to be easy over there. But if you look at last season, at towards the end of the season, the and I know they have a different quarterback now, and you know this is a different year. Where, but we have to look somewhere. We have to start somewhere, right? This is game one. They still have the same offensive scheme. The Raiders do because still the same coach, similar players. But it, I'm going with Damari Mathis versus Jacoby Myers, and the reason why I say that is because their offense, the Raiders' offense liked to throw those short passes to the left last year towards the end of the year they were completing about 70 percent of those passes going out to that area and but they were vulnerable too they got they they threw three interceptions last year now again different quarterback we'll see what happens this year but i'm i'm really because jacoby myers isn't one of those uh you know Devonte Adams type. He's a solid receiver. Don't get me wrong. And he's one of those chain mover types, not a huge route tree that he has. And De- if Damari Mathis can match up with him, because they're my guess is they're going to try to avoid Sertan as much as they can, mm-hmm. unless they have optimal opportunities. Right. So that puts the onus and the pressure on Damari to step up. If he can step up and shut down Jacoby Myers and make those impact plays when it matters, like get an interception or something like that, that's going to be huge. But if he can't, then they're going to be able to move the chains and that's going to hurt the Broncos in the passing game. So if they can shut down, obviously Josh Jacobs, everybody knows they need to shut them down, but if they can move the chains with short passes to Jacoby Myers, that's going to make for a long, a long day for the Broncos. But if Damari Mathis can step up like we all hope he will, because it's the second year, he looks like he's going to step up. Then I think we've got something. And that's uh, I think the Raiders uh, will if they can't move the ball with those short passes over there to that area, they're going to be hurting uh, all night or all day. So that's, that's my first one. Yeah. Have- and, and that's a good one, Thomas, you know, I, I think, like you said, everyone's talking about PS two and Adams, you know, the two of the league's best, but you know, we, we have to also focus on some of those other tiers as well. And we know, you know, what Damari Mathis represented last year. Obviously he had, his struggles early on as a rookie, but he really turned it around. Yeah. So I think he can, I think he can definitely contain Myers. You, you're right. You know, Jacoby Myers isn't one of those, 
all world breakout receivers, but I, I think he can definitely hold his own against it. But it'll be interesting to watch. So that's that's a very good matchup as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say hi to Michael Ronquillo, of course, coming in. Oh, thanks, he's uh, you know, he's always here. We we love to see you coming in, Michael, uh supporting us with Facebook Star. So we really appreciate that, Michael. He says, Good evening, Thomas and Ron on Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you for being here, Michael. Really appreciate it. And I, you know, I can't wait to to watch this game. I know you're gonna be watching it from Arizona, checking it out. So uh yeah, it's hopefully it's a, a great one. So uh, Yes. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited. Greg Smith saying, Ron, great matchup choice. So uh, you hit it. He, you, Greg. Ron, uh, Greg likes what you're talking about, Ron. Thank you, we also have Tim Durr coming in saying, happy weekend, fellows. Go Broncos. Beat the Raiders and buck the Raiders. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice one. And I'm trying to keep up with these uh, these chats. We've got a lot of people in here uh, yes. today, so if, I apologize if I miss it. And I want to uh, miss your chat again. We're we're here without uh, someone working the working the chat in the background. So I'm trying to keep up. Ron's trying to keep up. So we miss it. We're really sorry, uh, but we're going to try. Pearl Heater coming in saying hi. Hello, Pearl Heater. It's nice to see you in the chat. And uh, we got Clayton here on coming in as well. Clayton, thanks for being here as always. Uh, this was a, a long one. So it's going to take me a minute to read. Uh, Clayton Heron says, "Evening, guys. Smash that like button and share, guys." Man, PS2, totally uh, going to have to shut down Adams. Straight up man-to-man, bring down the safeties and blitz our linebackers all night, baby. Mm-hmm. Then old ground and pound, baby. Play action and let Russ use his legs to get uh, about 25 rushing yards or 28. So, yeah, Clayton, thank you yeah. for that. And, you know, that that's uh, that's interesting, right? Everybody's, Ron, everybody's expecting that the Broncos are going to focus on the rut. Right, that we we saw them get a bunch of uh, offensive linemen right that are going to come in to that focus on the run. They went out and got Perrine, Javante Williams back. Mm-hmm. But and I'm going to go with my second one here, and I'm uh, sorry to jump ahead of you. I know you were first last time, but it kind of leads into. I actually think the Raiders are more vulnerable to the short passing game than they are necessarily with the run game. They had a stout pretty stout run defense last year. It wasn't the best in, you know, in the league or anything, but they're pretty stout. In fact, on first down, they were allowed about four yards per carry. I mean, that's, you know, that's around the average. That's, that's not a big deal. You know, that, that happens, but on first down in the short passing game at the end of that end of the season last year, they were giving up about a little over seven yards per completion. So if the Broncos can be efficient uh, you know, have a high completion percentage on those passes early on the early down, you might see that they will actually move the ball, set themselves mm-hmm. up for a better second down and third down where they right. can even run it by doing that yes. first, uh, that actual first down pass. And I, I just have this feeling that they're going to focus on the run after first down a little bit more than, than people expect, but I, I could definitely be wrong. But when I go back and I look at all, I look at the play-by-play stats and the, I analyze it and I look through it They're They're vulnerable. They were vulnerable at the end of last year. So I'm going to carry that forward and say they could be vulnerable again. And they're, so the Broncos, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you out there at camp, the Broncos were doing that first read quick passing uh, yeah. type uh, passing game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I think they might focus on it a little bit more. I know they want to run the ball, but that's advantageous to do that. That's seven yards that, that would put them at second and three. If you know, if the average continues to hold out, if they complete those you know high completion percentage passes. 
Yeah, that that's a good point, Thomas. And I, I think, and this gets into one of my players to watch, but you're right, kind of the pass to set up the run, if you will. But again, we're talking the quick out, the, the quick passes. Right. Um, to set up those short yardage situations. And I agree. I can definitely see, you know, quick passes out there to Sutton, Johnson, even some of the tight ends. And then on, you know, that brings up third and one, third and two, and that's Pookie time. That's the RJ Piron time. Um, so that that's definitely a good point. And I, I want to get, thank you, Connor. We, we see you here. Thank you, Connor, for coming in with the Super Chat. We, we appreciate you, my man. Thank you. If you have a comment, Please, please drop it in the chat. We, we appreciate you. Um, yeah, I, I see the support. I don't see a comment from him, so I just yeah. want to give you a shout out, Connor. Yes. Thank you for the support. Really, really appreciate it. But throw your uh, throw a chat I'll in there. I'll see if I can find it and bring it up. Uh, comment. So, yeah. oh, here um, it is. Sorry, here it is. Uh, oh, he uh, Connor says, "Oops, I meant to write a question. What's your score prediction? Oh, We're going to get to that. We do have score prediction already, but we are definitely going to get that. Yes. So hold tight. Watch. Uh, we'll bring that up. We we'll also do a stat prediction. So we're going to bring this every, like I said, every Saturday before we're doing the pregame show. So we're going to do stat predictions, game predictions, but we're, we want to give you a little more in depth information for what you can watch for. And we really hope that we're, you know, we bring you accurate information when we look at this stuff. So uh, wait for just a little bit. We will do that towards the end of the show. Yes. Michael Davis is coming in with a super chat. Thank you for the support, Michael. Really appreciate it. And, and I love this comment, gents. He says, crazy we've endured incompetent football for seven years. Wow. Looking forward to the small things, clock management, penalties, four-minute offense, creating turnovers. I love the four-minute offense. I think that the Broncos brought those uh, those big guys in and Perrine and obviously Williams back specifically you know, obviously to run the ball, but that four minute offense when they're ahead and they need to grind down the clock, yep. that's when they're going to shine. So I love this comment, Michael. Thank you. And thank you for the support. It's uh, that's perfect. Yes. Thank you, Michael, for coming in. And I think we're all looking forward to just competent coaching. You know, we, we saw it in the preseason. We, we saw a mastermind like Sean Payton at work to, so to see that, you know, trickling to the regular season and to get that at mile high again, you know, I think it's just going to be great. Um, you know, hopefully there is a reduction in the number of penalties. And we already know the clock management situation is going to be great. But you mentioned th those last two are very important. You know, that four-minute offense is, is going to be crucial. And then the the clutch, the, the creating the fumbles and the interceptions and turnovers. We, we want to see that from this Vance Joseph-led defense. So, you know... It may not be all that obviously for the first game, but just, you know, that's something we can look forward to as the season progresses. So I, I think we're all right there with you um, kind of looking at all this kind of in its totality. Great comment. And from a personal perspective, man, I love the four minute offense. I love to watch the team that I love just impose their will. And they haven't been able to do that. Just right. just grind it out. Show them, you know, just just run it down their throat when they know it's coming. There's nothing better than that. In my, I mean, Obviously, the wind is win is better, but. To watch uh, the offensive linemen, the running backs just impose their will on the defense. It, it brings back the olden days, you know, when they could really run the ball back in back in the day. So, yeah. thank you, Michael. Really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Rick Frazier's coming in saying, "Finally caught the these live. Hello and go Broncos. Let's get her done." <laughs> At first up, well, thanks yeah. for catching us live, Rick. Really appreciate it uh, coming from Facebook. So, thank thank you very much. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you, Rick, for coming in. And I want to grab a comment here, um, Thomas, from Mike Ronquillo. Thank you, Mike, because this actually is my exact matchup that I want to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Coming, in. he says Max Crosby versus Mike McGlinchey matchup. Yes, this is number two on my list. I'm looking forward to this one, Michael, because we all know what Crosby has been to the Broncos <laughs> over these past few matchups. So Crosby has a total of a, almost, I think, eleven, a little over eleven sacks against the Broncos, and has helped to hold the Broncos under a hundred yards rushing. Um. In the stint with the 49ers, I know, I think it was last season, McGlinchey did face Crosby once in that matchup. And I think McGlinchey can get the best of Crosby. I, I think McGlinchey can definitely hold his on. Because what makes Crosby so good is his ability to bend, twist, stunt with a lot of his um, tackles and his moves. So with the power of McGlinchey, that should be able to kind of contain Crosby um, so we can we can get through. Um, McGlinchey also, as we know, is very stout in the run game, which was on display for the 49ers. So having an upgrade at right tackle from the jump should be able to help contain Crosby. Obviously, there's no Chandler Jones on the outside. So we really kind of have to mostly worry about Crosby coming up. And I think with McGlinchey's power, that should be able to somewhat neutralize you know, that pass rush coming in. But that's a great matchup um, to discuss. Yeah, and that was my player to watch was McGlinchey. They paid a lot of money to bring him in. He has to hold up. And if he can hold up against Max Crosby one-on-one, that's amazing. But if they can help chip him or whatever, great. But yeah, he's a player to watch because we haven't really seen much of him, Mm -hmm. right? He he was injured. He missed some time in, in camp. We haven't seen much of him. We haven't seen the whole O line together, really. So I think that's a great matchup, but... I also think that that short passing game will help McGlinchey okay. a lot. If they can do those quick passes, that will help to, uh, you know, stunt that pass rush. If they're dropping back seven-step drop, throwing the deep bomb all the time, that's just going to help Max Crosby uh, tremendously to get to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, But, yeah, he's one of my players to watch. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Michael, for that. I'm going to uh, grab my my final kind of uh, key to the game, so to speak. And, and I know we're all talking about – uh, you know, got to stop Josh Jacobs. Obviously, you have to. But specifically for that, we the Broncos have to stop the, uh, him on the edges because they, they Raiders were really good last year running the ball up the middle and all that. But they were particularly good on the edges. They were they were going about a, a yard better than the NFL average running around the edge of the defense. 
and if the um, if Cooper and Gregory can set that edge, that's going to impact their ability to get those big gains uh, right away. And that's going to be huge. So obviously they have to stop them in the middle and everything else, but particularly on the edge, because the Broncos had trouble sometimes when, when, you know, they were losing the edge rushers uh, through attrition, injury and things like that. They had trouble setting the edge. So Gregory obviously is a good player. If he can stay healthy, can do it. But Cooper has really impressed me. He went from a fourth or fifth edge guy to the starter and if he can set the edge, like I'm hoping he can, that will make it more difficult for uh, them to run. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That, that's a very good point. I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. It, yeah, set, setting that edge on, on the shore because I know Josh Jacobs. You know, he definitely run downhill, go, go from right to left. So yeah, help setting that edge would definitely um, be helpful as well um, for the Broncos. And we got Michaela coming in. We just want to say hi. Saying good evening, Broncos country. It's rivalry weekend. See you took down Nebraska. Now it's the Broncos turn. Absolutely. For yes. sure. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so yeah. you want to jump on your, uh, your, your final one, or did you grab that already? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so the, the other, I guess, marquee matchup um, is Austin Hooper against you know, the Broncos linebackers, small safeties, you know, the Broncos have, that's been their bugaboo of trying to stop a tight end. So with Vance Joseph, how does he try to neutralize Austin Hooper? You know, we do have, and this gets into my, my, my player to watch, which is Drew Sanders. You know, I think a lot of you guys know that's kind of one of my favorite draft picks <laughs> um so that that can help you know kind of neutralize hooper but you know in situations where they are pressure packages with drew sanders right who will be that person to step up and help stop um you know coming from the strong safety side or or the linebacking core so i'm curious to see what vance joseph does and kind of what his game plan is as it pertains to the tight end, because, you know, in this division, and again, I'm only talking about the Raiders game, but in this division, even with Kelsey, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that matchup is going to work down the road. Sure. And they've struggled for yeah. ever, it seems like, against tight end. So yeah. that's a great one to, to talk about. I'm going to shout out Lawrence here, coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you, Lawrence, for being here tonight. Thank you for the support. It says, what up, guys? I can't wait to see if Prime follows his sons to the NFL. Man, this would be something. It would. I, you know, something. I, I can't remember if he said he wouldn't do it or not. I, there was something about that. So who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I mean, the people. If he has success at Colorado, there's going to be NFL teams that are willing to part with the big money to bring him in to the mm -hmm. NFL. And at some point, money talks, right? Money like talks. You, yeah. you can say I don't ever want to go to the NFL, that. but you get paid enough, you end up going there. Yeah. So, it, yeah, but it, it'll be interesting. And Phil's coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you so much, Phil. Appreciate it again. Thank you for the support as always saying guys, what will be the split between run pass 55 to 45%? That's a good question. It's hard to say. I Ron, maybe you can jump in here. I'll just, I think they're going to use the short passing game at first. And if they're, you know, if they can get a lead, then you're going to see that be more 50, 50, but I think they're going to be a little bit more pass heavy to start out the game than we anticipate. So uh, but if they do get a lead and they grind it down with that four minute offense, I just, for me, it's just like you, you, you think about why Peyton came here to actually to, you know, turn it around, but they also turn around Wilson. Right. And he's got some weapons that he's going to use. 
And one of them, I'm, one of my key players to watch, I'll, I'll tell you in a second, which may may actually uh, determine this percentage. But uh, I, I just think he, he's got these weapons to use and he might use them. And so he might be a little more passing than people think right away. Yeah. Um, and this is a good question, Phil. Thank you for coming in. I, I would say... I, I would say that's about accurate what you have, 55, 45, maybe even closer to 50, 50. The reason why I say that, Thomas, I, I see what you're saying in regards to this quick passing, which, yes, that's definitely going to be implemented. But I think to start off the season and, you know, we don't have, well, it's questionable that Jerry Judy is going to play, expect more running, you know, to start off with, with some of those, you know, you know, those quick slants, those quick passes, that's a short passing game kind of, you know, intertwined within. Now, when Jerry Judy does get back, you know, it's, it's going to open up, you know, the offense where that passing does, does is more prevalent and you'll see that emphasized as well. But I would say to kind of, you know, get everyone's feet wet to kind of, you know, break it open, I would say the running's going to be a little bit more emphasized. So, Phil, that... That's a good that's a good percentage breakdown, maybe 55, 45 more on the run side, at least to start. Yeah. I'm gonna give a shout out to Gary Palmer. Thank you so much for coming with the generous super chat. Thank you very much, Gary. And thank you for being here. We see you here all the time. So we really appreciate you being in the chat. He says, Hey guys, in Broncos country, go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. Uh, we're all excited. Every I think everybody's excited in Broncos country because it's a new era, it's a new day, got a competent coach. Let's see what he can do with these players. So my, I'm going to jump onto that uh, that you know split between run and pass and talk about the guy that I think we need to watch and, and come uh, come tomorrow, and that's Adam Troutman. Mm-hmm. Nobody's expecting him, right? They didn't expect him to be the starter. They thought it was going to be the Dulcich show. Uh, Troutman just came in, caught everything, was all around all around uh, tight end, and really impressed impressed me when I was at camp. Nothing's flashy. He's not, you know, he's not the speed demon. He's not, you know, he's not out there catching uh, seven balls at the end of a preseason game. So people don't know about him. But the thing of it is, if you look back at the Raiders games all through the season last year, if a tight end who they were expecting came in, they, they, you could see that like Kelsey and whatever they focused on. But when it was a, a tight end, the big, there are three of the six big kind of tight end yards were from kind of people that you didn't expect, right? You didn't expect these tight ends to like have these big yardage us. And I'm not saying they were huge. I mean, you, you got 57, you got 75, not spectacular, but it was all these, like, wh- where did this guy come from kind of thing? That might be Troutman. They may not be really game planning for him because he's kind of one of those like, oh, it's just, it's Adam Troutman. What, yeah. what, he's not going to kill us like Kelsey does. But I think he might actually have a pretty solid game. And it's going to be a surprise to people when when the, the stat sheet comes out and they're like, "Whoa, I didn't expect Troutman to have." And we're gonna, I'm gonna, he's the guy. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a stat prediction towards the end of the show. So just hold on to that. But he's gonna be one of those guys like, "Wow, he had a productive game." So I think they might pass a little bit more than expected. But um, we, I, I'm, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what what Sean Payton actually brings out, rolls out on the field. I, I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen yet. So uh, yes. it's going to be exciting. Yes, it is. It is. And Chapman's a good one, Thomas. You know, at, you know, he's not on my players to watch, but, you know, just his impact, like, like how will he impact the game? You know, I, I think he's one of those names that, again, a lot of people aren't really talking about. Um, you know, I think everyone kind of wants to know, 
but Greg Dulcich is what right on the tight end position. I think everyone's and you know, Greg Dulcich is one of my players as well. I'll get into some stat uh projections, but you know, I, I think Trump is kind of somewhat forgotten about. But you know, it's gonna be interesting to see his what he does and how Peyton uses him, blocking, you know, catching passes, maybe even get a touchdown. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's a good one. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I think we've de- done all of the matchups we want to talk about. Do you have any other players to watch that you want to highlight? I said Troutman and, M- and McGlinchey, so I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. What do you have for uh, for players to watch? Yes, I believe I covered all my players to watch, but I'll, I'll just, you know, um, kind of summarize. So the players I had to watch, Samaja P. Ryan, I, I did, you know, bring him up in regards to the short yardage goal line situations, obviously him and Pookie, you know, with Pookie, I'm not sure they're going to slowly work him back in. You know, you might see a little bit of a heavier workload from Samaje P. Ryan. And again, you know, his ability to to block and how Peyton uses him situationally and as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So all those things combined, it's going to be interesting to see. Damari Mathis, you alluded to with the matchup with Jacoby Myers. Um, how will he hold up? And again, I believe he will hold his own. And then Drew Sanders. Um, you know, Drew Sanders, we, we saw that interception in the preseason. You know, will that carry on into the regular season? You know, how will Vance Joseph use him in a lot of those pressure packet situations? Um, coming in, blitzing, um, defending the tight end. So, it, it's, you get, yeah, covering most of them. It's just going to be interesting to see these players. And I know another one that we did talk Marvin Mims. You know, you know, that's another um, great pick. You know, we're also looking for he's notable mention on my list, but it'll be curious to see how they use him and, you know, how he plays in his first NFL game. So absolutely. And, you know, it, Mims is a good there, there was a question there and I, I can't find it. And I'm sorry. Whoever put it in there was a good question asking if Judy's out, who's going to step up. And obviously, Judy looks like he's probably going to be out this week because they brought up two. Uh, practice squatters. And I wrote about this, yeah. how they were going to use that. I said, they were going to bring up Philip Dorsett until they can, they use up his time and they're probably going to bring up Humphreys, yeah. maybe stills in, you know, in there and then end up putting uh, Humphrey eventually on the active roster is what I think. But at least this week, it looks like Judy's out. Mims, I think is going to be the one to watch who steps up and takes the production that Judy probably would have had. And the reason I know he's a rookie, but the reason I say he's he's so dynamic. He's he he's a good route runner. He can he can fly. He's got uh, the ability to to you know get open. Uh, we saw it happen. You know he and he's got the mentality too, yes. right? I loved that preseason game. Was that long? It should have been a touchdown. I don't think he was touched. Should have been a seventy-five yard touchdown, but it wasn't. It got called back to like fifty-seven. But what I really liked is even though he was draped all over getting tackled to catch that ball, basically, he still went out and caught it. A lot of receivers will throw their hands up like, hey, where's my flag? Yeah. Well, you know, you're not always going to get the flag. Yeah, he, he did on this one, but he still went out and caught the ball, got up and ran. And that that's the kind of mentality I like to see. So I think Mims is going to kind of take over that uh, Judy role in the meantime. Uh, and and Brandon Johnson, too. Don't forget, he had a great camp. He had a great uh, a great camp. I, I like him too. So, but I think it's Mims is going to get a lot more work than the, for a rookie than we really anticipated. So, uh, but I, my other player to watch is Cortland Sutton. Obviously he's the, he's the top dog, yeah. you know, Judy's out, but I love his ability to catch that 50, 50 ball, especially in those quick passes, you know, throw it to him, have him go get it. Uh, I, I think he's someone to watch 
for this game. And then I think it'll be a little bit more of a, an even split going forward, maybe between Judy and Sutton. But I think Sutton's going to have the bigger year than Judy. I like Sutton this year. I like his mentality. I like his look. I like what he brought to camp. I think he's going to step up and we're going to see kind of the Cortland Sutton pre-injury. So I'm, I'm predicting a bigger year for him. And I think it's going to come out. I think this game, you're going to see a big, uh, a pretty big game from Cortland Sutton. So bigger game, bigger year for him, meaning more touchdowns or more yards than Judy? More yards and touchdowns than Judy. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting that he's going to have a bigger year in both than Judy. Uh, I really liked – and the reason why I said when I'm watching him in camp, I, I saw the I saw the same mentality that I expected to see, you know, before the injury, see him progress, you know, jump into that. Okay, I'm a I'm a number one receiver. I'm getting twelve hundred yards, that type of stuff. That's that's a mentality I saw. Uh, you know, obviously the game plan is going to dictate how who gets the most passes. But if you're if he's out there catching everything, throwing it coming his way, even the tough contested catches, they're gonna they're gonna Russell Wilson's gonna trust him more and and throw it to him. And the fact is, Judy's hurt. You know, yeah. when is he when does he come back? I don't know. So that that's why I'm going with uh, with Sutton be, being the receiving leader. Okay, good one, good one. Patrick Wiltsey's coming in saying, Aloha, gents. Mims and Dulcich can have big days. Sutton, one or two big plays, I think. Then a decoy. Yeah, maybe you're maybe you're right. It could be. It could very well be. I, I'm excited, Ron. I, I don't know if people understand how excited I am. I'm trying to keep my cool here, but I am excited to watch this game tomorrow. Man, I hope they can uh, they can really throttle the, uh, the Raiders for yeah. sure. And Patrick, thank you for this. And one of my... I wouldn't say players to watch, but I have some projections for him. Greg Dulcich. Um, I did predict that he'll have about mm, 60, 70 yards and he'll have a touchdown as well. I, I do think that Greg Dulcich will have a big game tomorrow. Again, I, I know Chopman will have an impact on the game, but I, I do expect um, Greg Dulcich to play well. Um, so, yeah, expect a touchdown from him. I, you mentioned Sutton, which which is good. I, I don't know if Sutton will have any touchdowns tomorrow. I really do think uh, Brandon Johnson or Mims will have the touchdown tomorrow. And you're right, you know, right, Patrick. In in regards to the decoy, that's kind of how I see Sutton kind of playing the field. But again, we'll see. We'll see. Like like Thomas, I'm very excited to see <laughs> what happens tomorrow. You know how Peyton deploys his offense. It's it's just gonna be a it's gonna be fun to watch, guys. Phil McLaughlin's coming in face, Facebook stars. Thank you for the support. Really appreciate it, Phil. Uh, his question is, who gets the first interceptions, Simmons or PS2? And I'm going to go with somebody different. I, my, I'm telling you, Simmons is going to be the interception leader for the year. Okay. He's going to have, I think he might even be leading the, the NFL this year if he can stay healthy. First interception goes to Damari Mathis. Nice. nice. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, so in my in my roundtable article, I did have Simmons and PS2 getting an interception each. Again, go check it out on myhada.com. I would say, Phil, the first interception, Simmons. I, I think I have Simmons because I, I don't I think I think PS2 may have scared <laughs> Scared Garoppolo from last year's matchup a bit. <laughs> and I think that's going to carry on to that first game where you probably won't see Garoppolo try to go Adams' way too much, at least to start. But, you know, Garoppolo can go 
in the he likes to throw in the middle of the field. So of course that's kind of where Simmons resides, and I do see Simmons coming down with the pick first. All right. Well, we'll we will be watching closely. I'm going to be writing up the uh, the risers and the, the you know the who's good, who's bad uh, after the game. So I'm going to be taking notes, but we'll see. Uh, we will we will check it out. I will be interested. I hope it. I hope I'm right. But you know what? Any interception to me, I don't care. They need yes. to pick that ball off and take it back. Austin H. I just had to bring this up. Thanks, Austin, for being here. It says the best day for football for me is watching Week One. The most funny is the day after when all the media does is overreact it's so true like you you hit the nail on the head I, I i've been saying this you know we will see what they're made of you know tomorrow with the new coaching but we can't overreact there's a lot of teams that win september but the real teams win in december november that's when you see the cream really rise to the top but i we will see kind of the makeup of this team there's going to be mistakes you know, there's going to the, the offense, the total offense hasn't been fully together. So there's going to be some definitely some mistakes out there, but we, we're going to see how, you know, how they react mentally to to those mistakes. And we'll see if there's dumb mistakes. I don't anticipate dumb mistakes like last year. I mean, all the pre snap penalties, the dumb, uh, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness type things, unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't think we're going to see that. We're going to see some mistakes, but hopefully not too many. And hopefully we'll see a more efficient, a more efficiently run offense. And, you know, obviously Peyton's light years ahead on clock management and all that. So yeah. I, I, we will see the, uh, we will see the mental makeup hopefully of this team, but you're right. We're not going to see, you know, we're not going to see the true teams really until November comes around. Cause a lot of teams win September and then don't do anything after, but yes, the Broncos do have to get this win to stay ahead of the Chiefs because the Chiefs, even though they lost, they're still a good team. You got to take advantage of these chances when you have it. So the Broncos need to come away with a win. Yes, well said, Thomas. And you know, just just to add on, you know, I, I want to see this first game will let me know where the Broncos stand in regards to, you know, aggression. I, I want to see an aggressive team. Because again, that that goes that sets the tone for the rest of the season. I want to see the Broncos up front on the offensive line dominate. Want to see these running lanes be open. I want to see clutch plays where the ball is being turned over. Again, you know the, these are you know aggressive type plays that result in winning seasons, and of course that extends into the playoffs. So. You're right. We don't ex at least I don't expect a flawless game at all. But I do expect with the coaching in place solid execution. There's always going to be room for improvement to clean things up. But if we can get aggressive and solid executed football from this first game, I think that'll carry on into the remaining games and hopefully set us up for playoff success. And I'll tell you, I, I've said this a bunch of times, Ron. You've heard me. I, I don't know how many times I can say it. For me, man, Vance Joseph is another key. And I keep yeah. saying this. I don't care if he's top five in statistics. What I care about is his defense comes through when it matters. If if he can if he can set up the defense to come through when it matters most and get that stop or that interception when they need it before that other team drives down the field, that make that to me will be a successful defensive coordinator. He can be 10th, 12th, 15th in stats. I don't care. As long as he makes that stop when it matters, 
I would like it to be better. I'd like a stifling defense, but we have not seen that. That's been the problem from the defense. We have not seen them step up when it matters most. The other team ends up driving down, getting that win. That's what I said from Vance Joseph. I want to say, I I know Peyton can coach. I want to see Vance Joseph take that next step where he is making that, putting his players in position to succeed when it matters most. That's what I'm looking for. And I think under Peyton's tutelage, I think he can start to grow into that role, but hopefully they won't need it tomorrow. Hopefully it's a blowout. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. All right, let's make some predictions here, Ron. If you if you want, let's make some stats predictions. You got you got one for us? Yes. So yes, one stat prediction I have: the fan favorite with a touchdown, and that's Jaleel McLaughlin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So I wouldn't say it's the first touchdown, but I will say that he will score a touchdown. And I have him at about maybe about 35, 40 yards rushing because we know that Piran and Pookie are going to get most of the, the workload. But, you know, I do expect Julian McLaughlin to come in in certain situations um, and rack up some yards. But I do expect with his quickness, Thomas, and his explosiveness, he, he's going to see the end zone. So I do have at least one touchdown for him. And then Brandon Johnson, you know, I, I have depending on if Judy does play or if he doesn't play, you know, I I'm expecting that Judy will not play. Obviously, as you mentioned, right, that two of the players they got from the practice squad they promoted. So, you know, if Judy does not play, I have Brandon Johnson going for about 60 yards receiving. Um, you know, just being efficient. Um, I mean, not scoring, but having a sixty yards. And as I mentioned with Dulcich, seven yards and and a touchdown as well. All right, I'll tell you, I'm 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 on the Cortland Sutton bandwagon, right? Okay. So I'm going to give you guys, and everyone's going to probably ridicule me for this, but I'm going with eight catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown for Sutton. He's going to have a big game. Mm. I just I have this feeling, right? It was like my feeling about Palcheski back in March when I or May when I said he's going to make the team. I have a gut feeling on it. I have this gut feeling that Sutton is going to perform this year to a high level and it starts out with this game. And I know that everybody's looking forward to the running game. They're going to, you're going to be an emphasis on that, but I still think Sutton's going to step up because he's got that mentality again. You know, he's got that mentality that I saw back in 2019 when he was a youngster out just starting out. right. You know, he was, he was, he had that mentality. I see, I, I feel like it's back right from what I've seen. So for me, it's Sutton's going to have a big day. I think Javante Williams is going to have a quiet day. It's not going to be huge. It's not going to be bad. I, I think I see Javante Williams running for like, you know, 15 carries for 60 yards, maybe a touchdown if they get down there and, and he runs it in. Uh, I, it, it, only because they're going to kind of ease him back. Not It's nothing against Javante. I think the Raiders have a stout run defense. They did last year. I think he's going to run hard, have a, you know, have a nice run or two, but uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to put Pirine in there uh, a little bit more than expected. So he's he's going to have an efficient day, but not a big day. And then my final one, I already talked about Adam Troutman. He's going to surprise people with a nice, you know, five catch, maybe 45 yard uh, game, which isn't huge. It's not a big tight end day or anything, but it's an efficient day. And that's exactly what I'm looking for from him. Troutman to have an efficient day catching the ball. Hopefully he'll catch a touchdown. So that's, that's two TDs receiving as opposed to I think everybody thinking about rushing TDs, but I think Troutman's going to have a, a better day than people expect. Cause I really think Russell Wilson trusts him to catch that ball. And I know that Dulcich is the, he's the flashy one, 
but I think I think Troutman is is a reliable pass catcher and, and he can get open. He can, he can get open. I saw it in camp. He can get open. So that, those are my three uh, projections. Nice. Did you have another one? Nice. No, no, no. no I, I think I've handled all of the projections here. But no, that that's that's good. You know, again, Sutton. Yeah, I, I'm just I, again. I, I think it's, I think some comments were in here in regards to like the decoy. How Sutton? I think they may use him as decoy, which. That's kind of what I'm leaning more toward. I, I really think Peyton's probably going to, again, Sutton's going to come and get his yards and get his catches. Um, but I honestly think this is going to be a good game for Mims and Dulcich. I have this feeling where, you know, second year guy and the rookie are going to, they're going to, they're going to show the world who they are. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And uh, this is a great, this is a great, it's like the chicken or the egg us Dave's coming Thomas, the run sets up the pass or the pass sets up the run. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, man. You have to do both. You have to be able to do both. That's the thing. I think they're going to be able to do both, but you know, after looking at what the, and again, it's a new year. So I can't, I can't like put the stamp on it. If we were six games into the season and I was seeing this, I'd be like, absolutely. It's short passing game is going to be working. They're going to be doing it. And this was last year, the end of the end of the year last year that I saw this. They're vulnerable in the short passing game. If I can see it, Sean Payton's certainly going to see it, right? If they're more stout against the run and not stout against the uh, short passing game, I mean, he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So if I saw it, he should be able to see it. That's why I'm going with it. But again, it's a new year. There's new players. Uh, there's you know, so so I I can't. I'm not going to put my you know put that uh, that put it in ink it's more in pencil this uh, so far but we'll give it give it some time and then uh then those uh when i dig into those numbers a little bit they'll be a little bit better but you're gonna have to definitely do both for sure yeah. um so i'm just gonna hit a couple things we talked about judy he's not gonna be probably not gonna be on the field probably still uh suffering from the hamstring injury uh riley moss is questionable uh he's probably not gonna play either they they have stacked that secondary kind of waiting for him to come back. So he's probably going to be an inactive um, Sertan. Obviously we said that he popped up on the um, injury report on Friday. Uh, apparently he's ready to go. He says he's ready to go. It doesn't look like uh, anything. Um, and then uh, man hurts was also injured, but he's full participant. He's ready to go. So it's really not a lot of injuries yet, which we're what we're hoping for early in the season. Not a lot of injuries to start the season, but there were a few, and two of them were important. Sertan and Judy. I mean, holy mackerel, those guys, mm -hmm. those guys are important. But it looks like Sertan's going to be able to go, so that's good. Uh, and they called up. I think I said this. They called up Dorsett and little Jordan Humphrey. They're going to be out there, and that's the nice thing about the practice squad this year, right? And last year they changed those rules so that you can call them up on game day. They don't affect the fifty-three man roster. They affect the the inactives, and then they just go right back down to the practice squad. So you're going to see that happen uh, quite a number of times early in the season with these wide receivers. Yep. And all right, Ron, here's the this is it. We're, we got ten minutes left. I'm going to check for some more comments. We can hit those, but give me game prediction. Yes. So the prediction for the Broncos home opener, um, it, it's, it's going to be a great game. Um, I do see on the defensive side where Ben Shows is going to have a plan and coach this defense to contain Josh Jacobs as much as they can. So I do see Josh Jacobs um, under 100 yards. <laughs> and... I mentioned that early in the show, 
Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons will have a pick a piece. Um, so with that in mind, you know, with the run game, you mentioned Thomas, the short passing game. And to that comment earlier, I think in these situations, I think it was U.S. Dave that put in that question. I think it's going to be the pass that sets up the run. You know, I think it's going to be those quick passes out to set up those short yardage, those goal line, those short down situations. So with that in mind, guys, I do predict a Broncos victory. Um, it, it's going to be, you know, kind of a – it probably will start off a little slow at first, but I think, you know, the Broncos are going to open this game wide up, wide open. So final score, Broncos 31, Raiders 17. 31-17, all right. That's a that's a high score. Uh, something we didn't see last year very much of for yes, sure. I just want to give a sh- before I give my prediction, I just want to give a shout out to Michael coming in for the support with Facebook stars again, saying great show tonight, Thomas and Ron on orange and blue view, go Broncos and Buckham. He's also, he's also calling a shot with Javante Williams mm-hmm. saying Javante is going to have a hundred yard rushing and two rushing touchdowns. I hope you're right. I, my, I love Javante, Ron and yes. Michael. I, 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 when I saw him, the first time I saw him, I said, that guy is going to be a fan favorite. People are going to love him. And they did because he just runs so hard. I just, I, I just don't know if they're going to ride him all the way to, uh, you know, hard this first game. Cause they're, yeah. he's coming back, right. He's coming back from injury. So, but and man, if he gets a hundred yards and two TDs that the Broncos are going to blow out the Raiders. If, the, if yeah. Javante Williams is doing that, I really think that, you know, the combination of that in the passing game, they're going to, they're going to clobber him. So uh, yeah, I hope you, he's right. And before you go, Thomas, on your prediction, I, and Michael, thank you for coming in again. I, I do see that eventually happening with Javante Williams. You know, he's going to have, you know, once he really hits his stride and they work him back in the full, full time. Yeah. He'll, he'll have multiple games, probably if not a hundred yards rushing close to it, multiple touchdowns, but also Thomas with Pookie, just watching him, like how hard he runs and how he's able to break tackles. Like, those two games, I believe it was his, his first, yeah, his rookie year, where I think it was against, was it the Dallas Cowboys and the Ravens, I believe? Like, he just broke, and he, well, I think in the Ravens game, he carried oh, <laughs> those yeah. defenders with him. And then I think the Cowboys game, he just broke out of those tackles. So just that elusiveness, that explosion, just having that back on the field, it's, it's just going to be amazing. Yeah, and the f- fun part for me too was to watch Quinn Miners out there pushing the pile with him. You know, like it was so fun. I loved watching that. I just wish they could, you know, stay together for a long time, win some yeah. games. That's what I'm hoping for. But we got Orange Bucky coming in talking about Caden Stearns. Watch what about Caden Stearns? Give him a watch alert. I like what Caden Stearns does. I know he's the co-starter, but he's the starter, right? I uh, he's he, he seems better than me than K Jack to me. And he's the starter. You very well may see him get the first interception. You know, that mm-hmm. that is true. Caden Stearns is uh, opportunistic. So good shout out. And then I'm also going to grab Tim Durr. He's giving a prediction for Russ. Russell Wilson, 32 for 40 for 350 yards. Tim Durr calling his shot with Russell Wilson. All right. My prediction for the game, it's going to be a little bit closer than, uh, than people think. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's going to be some mistakes starting out. There's, you know, there's, it's going to take a little while for to get the offense rolling. I think the Broncos are going to take it 23 to 17, but I think that close scores really kind of t- closer to the end. Uh, I think the Broncos uh, defense hopefully is going to step up and handle them really well. And you're going to see the, the 
Broncos kind of get out to a bit of a lead and then you'll watch the Raiders kind of come back a little bit, but too little too late, but it's going to be closer than people think, because like I said, it's the first game of the year, right? The offense hasn't played all together completely They're without Jerry Judy. Uh, you know, the offensive line is going to take a little while to really gel. So I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Uh, Greg Smith's similar to what I just said, saying 24 to 13, but you know, I'll take a, I'll take a blowout. I'll take a blowout. It's, uh, you know, any day of the week, I, I want to be able to sit back and just to enjoy it, you know, just watch the score roll up. So, yes. um, and Michael Davis coming and saying it's a good prediction time. So thank you very much for, uh, for shouting that out. All right. I think we've covered everything that we want to cover on these pregames, Ron. We went through some matchups, key players to watch, talked a little bit about scheme, not too much. We're going to get into probably more scheme once we start to see these uh, these teams in action, be able to watch some film on the All-22. So right now we're just kind of looking back last year and you know, kind of making some assumptions about what the team's going to bring this year. So hopefully we're going to be able to bring that to you as well as we go into these uh, these pregame shows we're gonna see we're gonna do a lot of them there's only gonna be one Thursday night game and you know a handful of uh, maybe you know who knows how, I can't remember how many Monday night games but we're gonna get the bulk of them so stay tuned and also if you if there's something else you want to hear from us right there's something where that you know there's burning questions that want to be answered let us know shoot uh, Ron or I a uh, uh, DM on Twitter if you want, or hit us up on Twitter at uh, Thomas Hall NFL or Ron White NFL. Give us some feedback. See, because we want to improve this. It, you know, we're here for you guys. You know, we want to talk about what you want to hear, and hopefully, we're doing that. So, uh, yeah, give us a shout if you want to hear something else. And uh, at the same time, you know, make sure you're uh, going to the other shows too, because uh, you know, yesterday there was uh, key matchups, but with Dub Valley Deep Divers, I think that the uh, uh, Mile High huddle podcast crew with chad and and zach probably be doing a post game i'm not sure uh if they're gonna do anything prior to the game or not but uh, check those out and then of course the other shows i've got one on wednesday night with luke patterson and then my legends of mile high we got them all we got we got you covered with anything all sorts of perspectives so uh any last words ron yes and again check out check out the content guys on milehighhuddle.com you know there's articles from all of us with you know, of course, not only breaking news, but, um, you know, key matchups, as we mentioned, you know, we have the injury report out there, um, some of the tidbits. So, yeah, check that out. Um, check out the merch store as well. Um, and, yeah, just looking forward to the first game of the season for the Broncos. We we expect a victory, but let's see what happens tomorrow. Absolutely. So we got Dylan coming in reminding everybody to make sure you share the pod on all platforms. Hit that like button on the way out. Absolutely, a little bit goes a long ways. Thank you very much. We're going to grab Jason O'Neill saying, rock solid show, Thomas and Ron. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And Buckham, you do as well, right? You do the same thing. We've got uh, Orange Bucky coming in. You guys make Broncos news fun. Well, thank you for that. I, I hope that we do. So we really appreciate all the support that everybody's given us. We appreciate uh, everyone coming in. Uh, to, to watch us. I know it's Saturday night. It's hard to get in here, watch this, but this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the, the show that I've been waiting for Ron. Yes. And we've talked about, I've been waiting to do this, these pregames because I used to watch the, you know, the pregame shows as a kid you know, on CBS and, mm-hmm. you know, and all those shows. I got to the point where I stopped watching them because they're just giggling at each other. And, you know, that's all <laughs> high level. I want us to dig in. So yeah, make sure that, uh, that you jump in there. Thanks, Pearl Heater. Thanks, Greg, for coming in, talking about the podcast and, and, and everybody else. Uh, we, we really, it's hard to get all the comments. Like I said, it's hard to get all the comments, but thank you very much. 
for your support, for being here on Saturday. And I don't know what else to say, Ron. Close us out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so again, thank you guys for tuning in. And we look forward, everyone's looking forward to a great game and enjoy the game tomorrow. And, you know, go Broncos. And goodbye from your Broncos pregame team. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.